0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch.
1: I'm Elizabeth Lynch.
0: And we are talking about The Outsider, a new mini-series on HBO. Mm-hmm. We are fresh off our 100th episode, and we're back to reviewing TV pilots, the show that you all know and love. What?
1: I'm confused. I thought we were watching the movie The Outsiders.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this didn't have soda pop in it?
0: I don't remember that movie at all. You don't? No. I probably watched it like in a high school English class.
1: Oh. We can watch it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it soon. What? No. Why?
0: You think of all the content we have to consume, <laughs> all the movies we want to see, I'm going to sit down and watch The Outsiders for two hours?
1: <sighs> ah. It would be well worth your time. I'm just saying.
0: I just saw that all of those Oscar movies are now on iTunes. Like you can rent them for like three or four dollars. So if we wanted to we oh, could really? we could watch Parasite or whatever. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Alright, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think you'd regret it.
0: Let's watch the outsiders. <laughs>
1: that's I don't think that's like something to make fun of me for.
0: Oh, I'm gonna rag on you hard all episode for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't worry, guys. I watched the right show
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so this is based on a Stephen King novel, which I didn't originally know watching the previews,
1: yeah, well, they mentioned it in one of the in one of the trailers, yeah, that's the only way I knew and I, you know, I don't know a whole lot of Stephen King. I don't know I mean I've read like a story a short story or two. I think I've seen one of his movies,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I have seen some of his stuff. I, I watched, I think Under the Dome was a Stephen King thing. Oh,
1: God. You th- still admit that you watched
0: oh, it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, that, that, that's okay, because my friend Matt is the only person who knows what that show is. Um,
1: Probably like, my dad, too. Maybe your dad. I my dad watched it.
0: But they both liked it, so. Um, <sighs> I think maybe there was some other thing of his that I watched. Oh, you know what? I think Castle Rock was Stephen King.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I was going to say that.
0: Which we didn't continue, but the the pilot was good. I'm I'm sure it's a, a decent show.
1: So I guess then you're the wrong person to ask, since you don't know that much about it. Maybe you do, but, like, is this... I guess we'll get more into it, but is this what Stephen King is like? Is it like this slow build to the horror and like supernatural like elements to it yeah Um, i think so because like if i didn't know anything about it or didn't know that it was a stephen king story um or hadn't seen the trailer i don't think i would have like i wouldn't expect what's coming in the trailer do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, same. And actually, so the first trailer I saw for this, I don't remember seeing that it was from Stephen King. Right. Or maybe that maybe the trailer was just cut much differently because to me it seemed like a straight up murder mystery with like, you know, clearly a weird twist coming, but you weren't quite right. sure what it was. And then the trailer we watched together when we were deciding on shows, it was like by Stephen King and they made it very clear like some weird supernatural occult yeah. shit was going on. Yeah, yeah. So then, as we're watching this, I had that lens over it, and I kind of wish I didn't. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm torn because, for, I don't mind, but for a lot of viewers, I feel like if you throw some like weird occult, alternate reality stuff in, like halfway through a season, like, yeah, they're going to be like, like two
1: or th- like three or four. They're like, um, what the fuck show am I yeah, watching? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I understand. I mean, we'll see. We
1: can't judge it yet because we don't know.
0: But. Yeah. So I understand wanting to avoid that, but I also like going in. Knowing what I'm getting myself into, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see.
1: It, it was it reminded me of this episode, like similar to Dublin Murders, yeah. In a way,
0: yeah. And Dublin Murders didn't really show any weird stuff in the first episode, like supernatural no. stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I guess.
1: Well, a little more like occult stuff, right?
0: Kind of, yeah. But not like alluding to it at least. Yeah. All right. So.
1: Anyway, let's get into it so people know what we're talking about.
0: Let's get into it. So actually, by the time this episode comes out, this show will probably... I think it's an eight-episode miniseries, mm-hmm. and like it will be on episode seven or eight by the time this comes out. It'll yeah. probably come out during the finale week. Oh, okay. So... Um,
1: we're usually pretty behind with shows like this that yeah. everybody loves. I, we're like, did you guys ever hear Killing Eve? <laughs> like, two years later.
0: <laughs> I know. We were, we were relatively on top of that one, because Casey was pushing it so I th- hard
1: i think we were like a year in
0: no that- no a year in yeah no
1: maybe it was just so hyped up that
0: uh, we were like a couple months in maybe
1: okay all right
0: i'm gonna now i'm gonna go back and look at the dates <laughs> I, I will say I know you will i think uh, at least some of the stephen king tv shows that I know about or have seen like under the dome, like it's this weird Stephen King content and then they stretch it out and they have to keep pushing, keep right. pushing, keep pushing. So the fact that this is a contained eight episode story
1: is promising, is
0: promising. Yeah. Cause small spoiler alert, I did like this pilot. Mm-hmm. So Same. yeah. All right. So let's get into it. All
1: right. So we actually don't have to talk about it. Everyone All right. Cool. Knows what we think. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you to the beats for providing our theme music. <laughs> all right so we start with a slow pan over this town and we start to get a bit lower as as the intro to the show is starting uh we travel down some roads overhead shot and then we get like lower and lower until we're on the street Mm -hmm. so the camera is like panning down the street and we see a man walking his dog past a white van and then we zoom in on the van and we see blood stains on the outside of one of the doors so the man and the dog head into the woods on this trail and the dog picks up the scent of some blood on a tree Mm-hmm. Takes off running, which I immediately started nitpicking. Like, do all dogs do that? Like, was this a former police dog? Right. Like, like oh, I've got, I've got the scent. I need to go track I down go this. Find
1: it. I mean, maybe, maybe that's something they do. I don't know. much yeah, about dogs. I guess
0: it's just some instinctual, visceral thing. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so anyway, the man catches up to the dog, and we just see his face, and he's clearly seeing something horrific. Mm-hmm then we're introduced to Ralph Anderson, the uh, lead detective and one of the protagonists of the show. He shows up and finds, you know, there's already a ton of police there, you know, uh, setting up the crime uh, yeah. How do you, how do you phrase that?
1: Um, I know I do. I should know this from all the crime TV <laughs> that I watch. They're just
0: like, setting a perimeter.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, let's go with that. That
0: sounds cool. Even if that's not it, it should be. Are you a cat? Yeah. Um, so there's a murdered boy and it's really fucking gruesome. Like his neck is ripped open. He has his entire back is like dug out as if like a giant like machine or knives or something but, like cutting pay into his attention
1: back to details like this. But, like I must have some kind of like mental block or something where I don't see anything that gruesome. Oh man. It was really gruesome. I must have like kind of like glossed over it Yeah. or been looking down taking notes or something. I don't remember that being
0: that gross um and he's talking to one of the officers that's already there and he and the officer saying that there's teeth marks on the boy's back too and he's like, oh, an animal and he goes, no uh... then later at the detective's house, he's talking to his wife and we find out I think that his son died of cancer yes the stuff with his son was very confusing to me. I couldn't like quite get a grasp of. Yeah, they're just like kind to of doing.
1: peppering it in until like, I think it's like a, I don't know if it's necessarily a slow build, but they're just like alluding to stuff right now.
0: Yeah. So his son seemingly died of cancer, but he's like very personally invested in this case because of his son's death. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because oh, like a boy and a boy. I don't know. We don't know yet. Right. And so he says he's going to go get the warrant to arrest this lead suspect, who is Terry Maitland, played by Jason Bateman. Who we see in in an earlier scene, he's like at home with his wife and his two kids, his two daughters, and they're getting ready to like go to a baseball game. He's a big coach in the town. And then we jump back in time a little bit to see Ralph Anderson, the the detective, questioning a teacher who saw Terry Maitland putting the kid's broken bike into the back of a white van. Mm hmm and like we see the scene so like we see it all happening we see jason bateman's character like pull up and like oh what happened what happened whatever the kid's name is Mm -hmm. the chain fell off his bike so he throws the bike in the back of the van kid gets in the van with him and they ride off then he's questioning a little girl from the neighborhood who saw terry coming out of the woods that morning covered in blood especially like all around his mouth and down his uh, chest yeah and he's like oh my nose got hit by a branch And broke open.
1: And he's, like, looking at her all weird. Yeah. And, I mean, it's interesting because he's kind of, like, different in every single scene because it's, like, everyone's perspective, like, telling the story. Hmm. But also, like, the way they're kind of jumping around with this is, like, you don't know when they start, when people, like, started to implicate him. Because they're kind of, like, jumping around. But the, but... I feel like they can't have, like, mistaken who it is because everybody knows him in town. Like, he's a well-known guy in town. He, like, works at the school. I mean, like you said, he's a coach. Yeah. So, like, the way they're doing it, it leads you to believe, like, right off the bat, like, there's no doubt in your mind that this guy did this. Oh, yeah. Know?
0: I don't think they were trying to make it ambiguous at all. Right, right. Like, they were showing, you know, they weren't just showing the people telling the detective. They were showing the scenes. Of like what they saw, yeah. and it's very clearly Terry Maitland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's but
1: when the little girl's talking about it; he's just looking at her, so creepy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting thought. Is that it's like from the girl's perspective, mm-hmm. from the teacher's perspective, and like how they saw it. Yeah. But from the viewer's perspective, it's all clearly him, right? Or like this this version of him. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to get to it in a second. There's also he's caught on video, and right. it's very clearly Terry Maitland. So. Yeah. So they show up to arrest him at the baseball game, and but Ralph Anderson stays in the car because he's afraid of what he'd do if Terry resisted. And as the two cops approach him on the baseball field, he's like, "Oh, hey, Don, what's going on? What's going on?" And like they start to cuff him.
1: Yeah, like, in front, front know, of everybody.
0: They're making like a, the point that this is a really small town; like everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so of course his wife is freaking out, understandably. Yeah. So Terry's like telling her to call the lawyer, um, who. Uh, I, I didn't look up the lawyer's name, but he's been in other stuff. He's good. He's like a veteran actor. As they're driving, Ralph asks Terry if he ever touched his kid. So again, yeah. like what is if his kid died of cancer, what the hell is he talking about?
1: Well, I mean, that's not like your only story is having cancer. Like something else happened. Something else must have happened that like he knows that there's his kid must have said something to him or he suspected something and he doesn't have the same view of this of terry maitland that the rest of the town does like yeah like he seems to be beloved yeah but like this guy's like no no no. i know what this guy's deal is
0: then we go to another
1: but but his wife does say to him because he's he it's he's making it personal yeah In that first scene when they're talking about it yeah she's like and i can't remember the son's name their son's name let's say it's Tommy and she's like okay but Tommy died of cancer like he didn't kill him you know like or or something along those lines yeah
0: yeah yeah. I remember that Um, so then a former junkie is being questioned by Ralph and like now he's been clean for a year he works at a strip club and so we see another scene from his perspective where Terry comes into the strip club and that first guy's like uh you're in the wrong place coach because like clearly he's not that guy in the neighborhood yeah to go to a strip club and he's like all bloody he goes into the bathroom to change and he tells the guy like oh i i parked my white van in the staff lot i hope that's okay yeah like just really strange stuff
1: yeah it's weird like setting everything up making sure he has some kind of like alibi but
0: no no, no the, but the opposite also,
1: but like it's it, uh, was, that's what i was just gonna say like he's oddly like trying to be like hey like
0: he's implicating himself this? at yes, every turn like,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> So then Is Bill Camp, is that the lawyer? Yes, Bill okay. Camp.
0: Yeah. So he gets into a taxi outside of the strip club and tells the taxi driver, like, Oh, you better call this into dispatch. She's like, I know.
1: Yeah, like he wants to make sure that he has completely recorded that people think that he was exactly where they're say gonna say he is.
0: Yeah. And so he goes to an Amtrak train station. And he keeps looking up at the security camera, like clearly right into the camera. And we're watching as Ralph is watching the camera. And he's like, it's like he wants to be caught on tape. Yeah. Like, what is he doing?
1: Well, he even like the strip club owner is like talking about like what he put on, like the fact that he like he came in all bloody and then he went in and changed his clothes. And he like remembers like exactly like what he's wearing. Yeah. Even down to this belt buckle. Like he purposely put on a weird outfit with like this big like Southwestern belt buckle on it
0: like a big horse head i think it was yeah right?
1: so that they would go and like find where these were sold and <laughs> to like make sure he had been there It was so weird
0: yeah and so terry's wife gets home that day as the police are like cataloging things from the house and you know the lawyer was like M- make sure they only take what was on the warrant yeah but there is nothing listed on the warrant because it was a fucking brutal murder murder of a child yeah the police are like sorry we're just taking everything
1: yeah His poor wife like yeah with kids
0: and so there's a very small crowd of people around the fence watching as this is happening and we slowly zoom in to a figure wearing a hoodie yeah with like some weird dark mask on oh, yeah
1: i forgot about that or
0: like a distorted face which was that was li- so out of place it was a little bit strange to me only because there weren't that many people there
1: right it wasn't a huge crowd <laughs> there was like
0: you know, four or five onlookers, like, the police aren't going to notice a fucking creepy dude wearing a mask? Yeah. What the hell? Um, was it
1: a mask or was it just, like, shadowed?
0: I, I couldn't tell. I actually, it was so dark. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell, but it, something was up with his face. Like, it wasn't just a dark, sh- a shadowy face. Yeah. It was, like, distorted or something was over it. So, now Ralph and the DA are questioning Terry Maitland. And, you know, they're asking him these questions, like, oh, the white van. And Terry's like, what What van are you talking about? Like, he g- genuinely has no clue, at least from our perspective watching him. Like, it really seems like he doesn't know what the hell they're talking about.
1: That Terry doesn't know what they're talking yeah, about when they're watching yeah. him? That, that he even owns a van? Right. I don't think I picked up on that. He
0: doesn't own a van. He's like, he's like what van? Oh. It wasn't like their family van. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. This version of him got a white van. <laughs>
1: so weird
0: (laughs) um and he's like you know i was at this conference for secondary english teachers all all that day yeah my two colleagues were with me here's where i was like all that night we went to a workshop we went to a seminar i woke up at 7 a.m the next morning we went down we had breakfast together we went to another workshop So like he has a pretty airtight alibi it seems Mm -hmm. and so his lawyer quickly dispatches an investigator to go check out this conference this hotel where the conference was um Meanwhile, Terry, of course, is being put into a prison, and there's, like, a bunch of really bad-looking dudes in there, and they're like, you the one that did that kid? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a a trope, like, even even murderers in prison, like, hate people that kill kids. Right. (laughs) And so, Terry, like, demands a solitary cell for the evening, understandably, and then we go to a strange scene back at his house. His wife walks into their daughter's room to find the daughter sitting on the bed just kind of like staring off into the distance and then she starts screaming no no i will not and the mom rushes over and like grabs her and she goes he was here
1: oh right
0: we don't see we don't see we don't anything see that was just, yeah. and
1: she's like it was like a was she sleeping the no mom, she was just there she was just sitting up hmm. yeah that was strange
0: So the investigator that is sent to the hotel...
1: (gasps) I'm kind of getting chills thinking about it.
0: (laughs) So the investigator that was sent to the hotel doesn't find anything conclusive, but he, like, knows the hotel security guard just from working these cases. And he finds out there was a local TV station filming the conference. So he goes to the TV station to find film. And sure enough, Terry Maitland is there asking a question during one of the seminars. Mm -hmm. Like, very clearly him. Right. And so... The lawyer and the wife go to visit him in prison, like, hey, this is good news, but we still have to wait for the DNA evidence to come in. And, you know, we should be prepared. We we need more. So Terry tells him about a book he read at the gift shop at the hotel. But this time, Ralph beats the investigator to the punch and ends up buying the book at the hotel.
1: Which this is another strange thing, because it's like, it's almost like he wants to be sure that, like, the person in the gift shop is going to remember him. Because she keeps saying how that is the, like, some, it's, like, a very expensive book. Nobody even touches those books at all. Right. Because they're high up on the shelf. They're the most expensive ones. And, like, this guy, like, it was almost like he was trying to be noticed by picking up those books. At least that's what I thought. Unless I'm overthinking it, because...
0: Well, I think that... (laughs) <laughs> we don't really know what's what's going to be happening, but it seems like right. there's two versions of this guy, yeah, yeah, or two, or two realities merging somehow. And so that I don't
1: think it's a twin.
0: No, well, why wouldn't he just tell the cops right away? <laughs> no, I have a twin. Oh, oh, it's clearly my brother.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> um. So this version, like the real quote-unquote version of him, was probably just at the conference. And really just went to see... Them. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a, like a little bit cheap of a plot device. Right. Like, oh, we touch this book that no one ever touches. Yeah. But I don't think that version of Terry is trying to be tracked. Or, or maybe I'm wrong.
1: I See, I don't know. And, and this is... This is like... Jason Bateman kind of has this way... I love Jason Bateman. I think he's a really great actor. He has this way of making you think that... I, I don't know if I... I didn't think this out before I started talking. <laughs> but like... I could easily see this, like, great, like, good version of him having a dark side. Like, sure. an actual dark side. Sure. Not just, like, the weird, like, version that nobody, like, knows about. Yeah. Of him just, like, really being able to, like, fake it and, like, but also being this, like, evil guy. And I feel like Jason Bateman, to me, is, like, the perfect person to play that. Because he can be super creepy. Yeah. But, like, really likable. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And they're
1: performatively nice in a way.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. And there might be some twist with like the good version of his character, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've at least I think they're establishing that there are two versions of him. Well,
1: yeah, there has to be. I mean, it's
0: completely at least what they presented in the pilot, it was it's completely impossible for him to be physically right. in two places at once. Yeah. So Ralph brings this uh, book back to Dust It for Prints, and he finds, sure enough, they belong to Terry Maitland, as do the prints all over the white van. So there are yeah. sets of prints from two places on the same day. So the district attorney is not pleased. Yeah. He's like, why are you fucking sabotaging this case? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we see the mother of the boy who was murdered. Oh. And like we saw her once before this it's like this soundless scene after dinner and she just like freaks out, picks up a bat, starts like smashing up the table and then goes into the kitchen and has a heart attack and dies.
1: This was, this was bizarre. And I don't know the, the scene of her having that, That flip out, because we see her earlier in the jail, and she sees him, or at the police station. Yeah. And she's, like, screaming at him, and they're trying to, like, get him away, and she's like, did you fuck, like, did you kill my kid? Did you kill my kid? And so we know she's, like, starting to lose it, because they also, they won't release the body
0: to her. Oh, right, right.
1: And so she's like, "I, I will need to let me bury my son. Yeah. And they, like, won't release it. And... Then we see her in the house, and she's just like, you know, they're silently having dinner, and she just picks up a baseball bat when her husband and her other son are in the other room, wailing at the table, and they, I mean, it's such a violent, like, to me, such a horrific scene, because... They have to come in and, and stop her, and she, they're, she's uncontrollable. And, like, they have to, like... You can see them trying to decide, like, do we, do we stop her? Or do we have to, like, back up and save ourselves? Because she's going to fucking hit... Like, she could have hurt either one of them seriously. Yeah. Um, and then, like, to top it off, then she just fucking dies on them in the hospital.
0: Yeah. It, the strangest thing to me was, as she's hitting the table, she hits a bowl... And it's veggie straws. You know, there's like <laughs> those tricolored veggie straws, you know, like there's white, That's orange, a
1: strange array of things on the table.
0: Well, then she hits another bowl and it's more veggie straws. There's two bowls of veggie straws on that table.
1: That really I, I remember you saying something because that really that must have bothered.
0: Now, you. is that the two realities of the show merging again and one bowl is from each reality?
1: Like once the Trader Joe's version, and once
0: <laughs> not not quite what I <laughs> was meant.
1: actual veggie straws.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that was a really really interesting note.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that scene.
0: So, what I was really thinking is how unnecessary that seemed. Like, I'm I'm hoping this show seems very competent. I'm hoping that comes back in like some major way like i don't know what the mom comes back yeah. as a fucking ghost or something i don't know or maybe like the other realities mom comes in i don't know something happens because oh, the way okay. it was it was just like these like very very short two blips of this mom in this in this episode and in the second like quick scene she dies
1: i mean it could just be what it's funny how you're automatically going to like the different realities which is just not the way my brain works. I don't think of of shows this way. I I don't know. I'm I'm the last person to guess. Like, oh, I didn't realize this was going a supernatural way. Like, I really <laughs> like. I I don't I don't think that that's going to happen automatically. And so, I am just thinking that if it's not like su- super significant to the storyline, like it may only affect. Who's left, like the husband and the son that are left, and how that that event affects them? I'm like not automatically thinking of like, I guess the other reality. They
0: just for a miniseries, this was one eighth of the whole show, and they did not focus on that family at all, except for like a one minute scene and then a one minute scene where the wife dies. So it just didn't seem to drive the plot forward at all. Like they're clearly focusing on the investigator mm-hmm. and. Terry, these two terry maitlands right and then like just dropped in the middle like super super quick is this like raging mom that dies
1: yeah well you know? i mean yeah it's got to come back at some point
0: yeah so ralph is watching the amtrak video again and he's like looking really closely at it and like terry keeps looking up at the camera and he looks up at the camera and then turns his head and puts his hand up on the wall and ralph anderson zooms in and he's giving the finger his his middle finger sticking up (laughs) it's like what the fuck is this guy doing and then back in the prison this like enormous prisoner is calling out to terry from the group cell and he's like blood demands blood child killer after you get back from court tomorrow we'll be waiting for you Mm -hmm. and we see terry lying awake in his solitary cell and that was the end of the pilot to the outsider yeah what did you think?
1: I mean, if there really is like a completely different reality where the real Terry Maitland has no idea what's going on, then I feel really, really bad for that guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just like don't think. I don't know.
0: I, what do you think it is?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: It's Stephen King.
1: I know. Well, that's the thing. I don't know Stephen King that well. Like, I really don't even know what to predict.
0: I, and i don't know i don't know if it's an, another reality i just keep saying that it could be yeah. it could be a fucking ghost or a demon or something that came i don't i don't know what it's yeah. going to be but i definitely think there are two versions of terry maitland whether they're both him or something that looks like him there's definitely yeah. two of them
1: uh, i mean i really liked the pilot
0: yeah i did too
1: i liked it a lot i thought it, the ac- acting was really excellent um and I'm excited because there's like more cast to come. Yes. That I'm excited about. Like there seems to be like another
0: There's another investigator.
1: Cynthia Erivo plays. Yeah. And she must come from some place somewhere else, like yeah. out of the town, maybe the FBI or something like that. But I did really like it. What about you?
0: Yeah, I did too. I I thought Jason Bateman was really good and I've only really seen him in comedic stuff. Like you know, we watched Arrested Mm -hmm. Development, and he plays the straight man more or less in those shows. But this is the first thing I've watched where it was like more serious and dark in tone. Yeah, I've heard Ozark is really, really good. Oh,
1: that's right, he's in that. We've never seen it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get around to that one day. I don't know. It's supposed to be a really good show, but I thought he was good in this role. Um, I thought I thought the lead investigator was really good. Except there was one scene with him and his wife at the cemetery, again, talking oh, yeah. about talking about their kid. And he's like, God, I miss him. I'd, I'd do anything. And that fell a little flat to me, that scene. It just felt strange. Really? It felt just felt strange to me, like a little forced. Oh. I, I guess because I still don't have the context of what happened with his son. And, like, they're just at the cemetery some indeterminate amount of time in the future of, like, when his son died. Right. And he's, like, saying this kind of cliched stuff. I don't know, yeah, just personally it it didn't hit for me, but other than that, I thought he was really good, yeah yeah i I thought ab- above all else i I did have some like minor nitpicks and stuff, but it was just like really intriguing, like mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? yeah, and like I said, I'm the fact that it's a mini series <laughs> makes me want to watch it even more because a we only have to commit to seven Eight, seven, yeah, more, seven episodes, more
1: episodes
0: and b it means that they're not gonna like drag this out for ratings for four years until it gets canceled right because he has to introduce fucking aliens yeah (laughs) and hey this might be aliens too we don't know
1: (laughs) that's true it could
0: be aliens um so yeah i uh i liked it
1: so do you think you're gonna keep watching it then i mean if you are (laughs) i mean yeah no I'll, i'll watch this And and this is certainly, I feel like, easier for us to watch. There are a few things I still want to watch, but this might be easier for us to obtain.
0: Well, we have an HBO Go account, so.
1: (laughs) Right. Just saying, I still really want to watch Dublin Murders. Mm. And that just doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah. What was that on?
0: Stars? Stars. Stars.
1: Maybe when we move and get our new cable... Set up our cable. Maybe like stars will come in the package, and I'll just like binge that until that's like free, and then <laughs> <laughs> until like our free.
0: I don't know what cable package in. you think we're getting.
1: I don't know. We haven't had it for so long. I don't know what comes in it anymore.
0: Yeah, guys, we're moving.
1: We're moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're moving thirty minutes away. Um. All right. Cool. Yeah. What else? Are we? We're watching Sex Education, season two, right now.
1: Yeah. So we have to finish that. I'm really liking it. How are you? What do you think? I think it's really good. I love that show.
0: I, all, all the characters are so good.
1: Yeah. It never, it never like misses a beat for me. Like the, I was even thinking today about one of the scenes. Otis's mom. Spoiler alert. So, Otis's mom is dating now otis's girlfriend's father yeah right so it's like this weird little triangle and there's this scene I'm square where they, square <laughs> yeah um and so there's this scene where they're sitting there eating dinner and they get so tense oh yeah and i oh my god the, even like these teenage actors are so good because like uh, otis and his mom have this thing where they like say a word whatever they're feeling so they're all going back and forth and saying it and like ola otis's girlfriend is like super uncomfortable of course sitting there like not talking and they're all like her dad's throwing a word in there whatever and she just goes monopoly and it just like fits in in so many and she goes i think i'd rather play monopoly like let's play monopoly so they do that but it's just funny because they're also like monopolizing the conversation yeah. and the, I, I know that seems like a little on the nose Yeah, but I just thought the scene itself was so good no
0: that was a great scene yeah um, although all the great teenage actors are like 25 so
1: <laughs> how old is Otis?
0: I don't know I, I actually don't know I only know Maeve Wiley is 24 right because you asked Casey and I if I we would fuck marry your killer
1: I just listened <laughs> listen to that I don't know I think some of them might actually be teenagers maybe
0: maybe um, there's
1: no way Otis is over 18
0: he's probably in his 20s look it up
1: oh my god okay i will um
0: <laughs> so yeah we're watching that we're watching brooklyn 99 just came back single parents season two is probably wrapping up or is wrapped up
1: uh yeah
0: yeah but other than that wrapping up. other than that we don't have too much going on i mean that's enough to fill our yeah <laughs> <laughs> free 45 minutes after billy goes to bed
1: yeah
0: um but i would like to find some time to watch this think i will enjoy it
1: yeah i am uh i'm looking forward to that it was 22 years old otis yeah otis is 22 years old oh my gosh
0: yeah yeah guys go watch sex education that's a really good show on netflix yeah um watch well, a- first
1: go listen to our episode about it download right, it
0: see if you like see if the pilot sounds good to you yeah
1: then go out <laughs> oh it.
0: nice elizabeth good 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 <laughs> Um, All right. uh, Do you have anything else to say about The Outsider? Would you recommend it?
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. I'm trying to compare it to, like, other things that we've watched or other things that we've liked, even if we haven't, like, done it on the podcast, to, like, say, like, if you like this kind of thing, then go watch it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if you watch in, like, Castle Rock, Mm -hmm. it has that similar, like, mystery, dark Stephen King tone to it. Um, Obviously the same writer, but it also has, like, the police investigation angle. Right. Um, I mean, there's nothing, like, really captivating or interesting about how the police are going about the investigation yet.
1: No, but i think if if you're looking at it and you're like oh this is just another detective show if you don't know anything that it's going to be like this supernatural good thing i would still watch this and be like no, this is pretty good like it's interesting the way the story is unfolding they're mixing it all up so you don't really know what orders everything's coming in you're a little confused
0: right right
1: i like that about it yeah it
0: kind of keeps you on your heels a little bit like you're not sure what's coming next okay cool so we both recommend the outsider and we're probably gonna continue watching we'll see if we have time usually you say yes and i say there's no way and then we don't because we just don't have time but now we're both saying it so maybe yeah maybe we actually will um all right if you enjoyed what you heard today you can find us on apple podcast stitcher spotify you can subscribe and leave a review and tell some friends about the show
1: and thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music.
0: And you can find us on, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trial Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television.